We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What is up, hotties? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, and Matthew Spahnauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode breaking down some of Week 13's hottest games. This has been a great week for football. The NFL really did their homework with this week and made it just the week of narrative ball. Um, and and we've kind of been looking forward to this all year, and it's finally here. But before we get into that, Matt, Theo, how are you guys doing today? I've been looking forward to Week 13 of the NFL season all year so i'm i'm glad we've finally gotten here i'm great bladen and today <laughs> something happened an accomplishment was set today or a record was set and it's bigger than the super bowl honestly mm-hmm. uh it's, whoever is the super bowl winner this season will pale, pale in comparison to a different accomplishment that happened this afternoon i don't know if you guys know what this is but going into the I, i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm gonna take a total shot in the dark i have no idea is it most quarterback wins against the chicago bears for aaron Rodgers? it's or something? even better than that it's it's, it's the winningest going, going into this game the bears and packers were tied in all-time wins in the history of a franchise oh i was on okay you i was, was on the right line. track and the yeah. packers won today to become the winningest franchise of all time and to me, uh, they have the most championships. Don't look at when they, those all of those rings were won. And um, <laughs> they're now the winningest team in just total wins. And to me, you know, no matter who wins the Super Bowl, I think that makes the Packers uh, the greatest franchise of all time. And uh, no one is uh, no one's beaten that this year, I fear. Now, here's here's my question, right? There are what? six games left five games left something like that um at if you lose like three of those games and the bears win like three of those games are you all of a sudden no well yeah the bears i mean the bears (laughs) the bears could take it back but let's be real here they're not doing that 
you you act like the Packers are some like buzzsaw right now. Oh, we're back. We're back. We are. <laughs> They're back. Christian Watson didn't look bad today. He had we're another back. pretty good game. Yeah, he's so. the next Randy Moss. So we're back. You know, I know we're not going to talk about a ton of college football today, but I have a question for you guys. Hypothetically, and this I I feel very strongly this will not happen. Hypothetically, Ohio State and Michigan matchup in the national title. Biggest football game of all time. Oh. Today's Packers Bear game I was say yes. more important. No, okay. <laughs> it's up there. It's at least it's at least it's at least the most important college football it's, game. Ever. It would be crazy. It, it, it would, it would be, be crazy. I I can't think of any bigger ones off the top of my head than that rivalry matching up for the title. How could you? It's the biggest rivalry yeah, in the yeah, biggest I, game. It'd be hard to match up. Except Ohio State is going to have to get past Georgia first. And <laughs> the only thing I could think of is maybe like there have probably been bigger games in terms of like the players on the teams, like more legendary matchups like Vince Young and and all right. of that, like yeah. the Texas versus USC game in the past, maybe maybe bigger than this. But going into the game from just like the team standpoint, like, yeah, maybe. And I also well, we're talking about t- college football before we get into the NFL. I don't have too much to say because I think the committee got it right today, making the four playoff teams. Like you could maybe say OSU yep. should be three. They're more talented than TCU. They their only loss was to the number two team. TCU lost to the what's the number nine team. Like I guess that could be an argument, but right, like I don't know. I don't really care. They also beat the number nine team, right? They beat Kansas State, right? So. If you want to say like those like cancel out in a way and they've got yeah PEMDAS or some shit like that. But um, I don't know. I I didn't have a problem with 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 the decision that the 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 college football committee made today. I thought I thought the logic basically tracked. There was no serious consideration of Alabama at any time. I promise you they've never it, it didn't make any sense. They they were they were down a loss to these other two teams and they also didn't have a top 10 win. Their best win was against Texas. And it's like, oh, well, they people yeah. people have started overestimating like the point differential in wins and losses. That is like a way down the line tiebreaker. And people have got it in their head that that means like everything. It They don't, you know, it, it matters some. It matters a little. But ultimately, like Michigan putting up a couple of extra touchdowns at the end of the Ohio State game when it was out of hand. That, that's not swaying decisions for the committee. They don't really care right. that much about that. So, right. I, I thought, and I the thought TCU, it was obvious. I thought the only decision was TCU or Ohio State at three. Right. TCU has better wins and against neutral, but like Texas, like TCU did better against Texas than Alabama did. And they had less losses. And the one loss they did have, like the refs kind of stole that from them a little bit at the in the goal line there. I really thought that um, they were in at the end there. <laughs> Not that it really like they lost. There's other things they could have done to win that game. But I mean, it was a very narrow loss, right? That was their only loss of the season. I mean, if you're going to keep them out for Bama, why even play the season, right? Because TCU had the better season, right? Their results right. were better. Exactly. So why even play it if, if it's going to be Alabama? And that's not good for college football if the regular season and the results just don't matter. Like, yes, you can maybe argue, yeah. you know, Alabama's more talented. Sure, fine, whatever. But who, like, they underperformed then if they're that talented and yeah. lost those two games and you don't get in. So, sorry. Um, if you can, yeah. If you can lose your two biggest games and still get into the top four, it's not very exciting. Right. Then like what? What are we playing for? You know, so, you don't get you don't get bonus points. Like, well, they played such a tough schedule. Well, they lost to the good teams they played to. They only right. had to beat one. So, 
Yeah. George is winning this thing. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I like I just don't really see them getting beat. I agree. So but they Colin got the playoff, right? thinks, Colin Coward <laughs> thinks we're gonna get OSU Michigan. I'm sure he does. But <laughs> I I think I hope so. I mean I'd just for whatever makes Twitter the funniest and whatever makes the dialogue on the Stay Hot podcast the funniest always the thing is what I'm rooting for. for. And uh, I would like to see I'd like to see it. That's for sure. But yeah, I think it'll be Georgia. But that's all I got to say about it. I think it's safe to say that I spend more time than the average person watching and breaking down film. I mean, sometimes I'll stay up all night just breaking down every little aspect of a quarterback's throwing mechanics. With that being said, sometimes I need a solid cup of joe to keep me going all through the night. So let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. The coffee I get from Trade is so good. I can't believe how much I like what they picked for me. And their team actually worked with us to create our own custom collection, which is great for me because I don't have to settle with just any average cup when I'm up late in those film sessions. If you're like me and you want your coffee to taste like a perfectly thrown goal line fade, go check out my collection at Trade. And if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile. Or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees you'll love. You've got nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will love your first bag. And if not, they will legitimately work with you to replace it absolutely free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off their first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash stay hot. That's drinktrade.com slash stay hot for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, let's talk about some NFL football. We we didn't really get to talk about recap or talk about a recap of the Thursday night game, which was Bills Patriots. Uh the first quarter looked about how we thought the game was gonna go. And then uh the Bills started to just pull away. Josh Allen, it numbers don't jump off the screen, but he did kind of go a little bit nuclear. He was taking a lot of hits and just kept just kept battling. I mean, he had some cr- the cr- of the craziest throws of the whole season. The touchdown running towards the yep. sideline, 
and then like inches away throwing it across his body there was a crazy throw to Diggs that was called back I mean he hit some nuts throws in this game against a defense that's like top five right now so obviously it's kind of hard to just pop off numbers wise but I mean, he was hanging in there. He was getting battered, and he was hitting some insane he was taking throws. Some, he was taking some really big hits. The line but was not good. And this is the thing about the Bills. They are not that talented. They are not that talented. The Bengals, and we'll talk about this later, the Bengals are like more talented than them top to bottom right now, I think. I, I truly believe that at the moment. It's it's a team. Like, Allen should be solely – he might be the MVP. Like, you could easily convince me, and I might sh- – cast a vote that Josh <laughs> Allen is the most valuable gonna player walk into the an MVP voting room and say and guys, just cast his own ballot look guys it's him and Diggs, right Gabe Davis is like okay Dawson right. Knox is sadly just okay the line is like not very good the running game outside of Allen scrambles is not there we've been saying it all year it is just Allen doing crazy shit with Diggs. That is, that's the offense. <laughs> it's just that's a couple of offense. buddies having fun. <laughs> it's just a, two buddies like balling out. It's, and um, yeah, and I feel for Mac Jones is the other thing. I, I really, I really don't like their offense. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, you could be fine with those receivers or you could be fine with Mac Jones, but you can't yeah. be fine with both. And it, the, the offense is just, it just doesn't have the gas, man. Mac Jones is not playing no. bad, though, by any stretch. Like, even even his, I'll say that. He, well, he isn't playing bad. <laughs> he gets to the top of his drop in this game and not, Von Miller's <laughs> not even playing and there's like three guys on his legs. He's, he's making guys miss. He's running around. He just doesn't have the arm strength to to make something happen. And that's obviously a weakness there. And he doesn't have the wide receiver. Yeah. He doesn't have a digs, right? But I mean, it's brutal right now. And uh, the Patriots need to take a look in the mirror and just kind of say, let's, let's get this guy some, some help. We were just messing around. Yeah, we, all, off. we all saw what we all saw, it's, what he said on the sideline, or okay. we all have, we all have a pretty good idea as to what he said. He run, said, run the fucking ball. The quick game fucking sucks. Something like that. Yeah. Something that's, along those that's what lines. it looked like, but he's kind of spitting sadly, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little worried if, uh, for the bills is, is every week I feel this way where it's just like, man, it's just, is Allen and Diggs just going to win a super bowl? Like obviously the defense is <laughs> good, but is the offense just going to win a super bowl when it's just Allen and Diggs just popping off because the Bengals yeah. look really good right now. The chiefs are still a very good team. Uh, the dolphins are probably still a very good team. Um, yeah. it's, it's concerning. We'll it's concerning. So yeah, but there's still, I mean, there's, their schedule is tough for the rest of the year. The dolphins or the bills. Yeah. The bills. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're still very good, but yeah. And, and Allen and Diggs can take you a long ways, but, but, um, it's, it's, I would love to see more. I'd love to see him get more consistent. I thought the running game, James Cook broke off some nice ones in this game. Uh, there was a couple moments where it's like, okay, that's what a running game is kind of supposed to look like. So maybe they'll kind of figure that out over the next couple of weeks and I'll feel a lot better with them going into the playoffs. There's still time, but yeah. And the other thing, Jonathan Jones, Jonathan Jones was playing so good for most of this year. 
And then Diggs and Jefferson just, I think everyone <laughs> thinks he's just terrible now because Diggs and Jefferson it's completely, not his fault, co- man. <laughs> completely cooked him. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> he he's trying his had, best out there, dog. He's just like, <laughs> he's, they've had a rough go. He's had a rough go of it these past couple weeks, but whatever. This is, this is why corner is the hardest position. You, you have to it's go hard. against guys like this back to back. And it's just like, sometimes you just lose and it's not fun and it's not fair. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, Deshaun Watson came back today for the Browns. He did not. It looked like he forgot how to throw a football. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He had some, you know, he had some, some errant throws. He had that, obviously that interception where it's just Just like pressure up the middle. Where the hell was that going? Tua had an interception like that too. Actually, the, the two they they just yeah, had pressure up the middle and they just kind of threw it, but I don't know. He just didn't look good today. And I agree, a lot of it was just him dropping back and and you know this Texans defense is. Just I mean, you look miserable. at the it's you look the at the separation the numbers from next gen stats for this game. The Browns guys were open. All right, there oh, yeah. they were. There was separation there, but it was almost like Watson was like nervous and like gripping the football too tight. And when he brought yeah. it down, it was like sticking in his hand a little bit too long. And like, he was almost like spiking it into the ground. He had so many throws today that were just too, way too low. They were just way right. too low. They were, they dirted it in front of an open receiver. It happened probably five times today. And there was one play where I thought, okay, that's what he gives you. That's better than Brissett. And I just did a video on this on TikTok where I was looking through Brissett film. And there was one play where I was like, Watson is a more fluid athlete than Brissett is by a lot. And when Brissett works the front side concept, he doesn't quite have the like snappiness in his hips to just kind of like flip to the backside and make the throw. He's just not that, not that twitchy. And there was a play by Watson today on a third down where he was reading the front side concept and it was the same concept. It was like a two curls and then like a slot fade on the front side. He was reading that out, which was the exact same concept that Jacoby was reading out in this play that I highlighted. And then I was like, well, Watson might be able to flip his hips and find... Brissett took a sack, and I was like, Watson might be able to flip his hips and find the backside guys on on this concept, on this particular play. And there was a time in this game where Watson did just that, read out the front side. It was the same front side concept. He flipped his hips. He found uh, Kareem Hunt on the backside for a first down. Again, it was a very low throw, but yeah, Tyreek was exactly. able to Tyreek was able to Player scoop it up off the ground. So he's a little bit. There were more designed runs. There were some designed runs, which you're not really going to do with Brissett. Uh, he's a more twitchy athlete. You could see that at times in this game, and he's got a little bit more big playability and and can access the whole field more easily than Brissett can. But I mean, he was his just pocket. Missing. His pocket presence is killer, though. He was just missing I mean, shit. Yeah, yeah, and holding the ball too long. Yeah. Right. But but when he moves, like he he can he can move around the pocket. Oh yeah, saw a lot of that stuff, and it was it was great. And I was like, okay, there's hope. I don't know. I I think thank God he was. Oh no, like thank God he wasn't playing like a real team. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I I thought he was just totally. If if we had played like not Um, the worst starting quarterback in football, oh yeah, we lose that game easily. Twenty was it twenty seven points and not a single offensive touchdown. 
The Browns were destined to lose this game. It just didn't. It just didn't matter. It just, it's just, <laughs> the so Texans bad. are so much worse than everybody else right now. They're so far behind, even the second worst right. team. And I think that kind of begs the question with Houston. It's like, what from this do you keep? Like, what? <laughs> they're going to get the first overall pick in the draft, and it's Dude, like not what? much. Do it is it's what tree yeah. is a good safety? Yes, you can keep yeah. him, Nico Collins, but like. <laughs> Laramie Tunsil is good. And it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Pierce is good. I, I, it's just the defense. The front seven just has n- no one that you really want to keep around, right? It's just no one. The linebackers are bad. They drafted Christian Harris and maybe you keep him around and hope for the best, but it's just no game changers on the defense outside of like, they have a decent rookie class with Stingley and Petrie, but I mean, this thing's yeah. got a long way to go. And I think you got to fire Lovey Smith. I think he's way too conservative. I think benching Davis Mills for Kyle Allen was a bad idea. Like, even though Davis Mills was struggling, like, what, what is the point in giving a ve- – like, we know we have tape on <laughs> Kyle Allen. Like, we know <laughs> what this guy is. He's bad, too. You might as well try to, like – Davis Mills has played good football in the past. So, it's just weird personnel decisions. He's super conservative. He doesn't really um, – <laughs> like go for it. He's like a punt. He's one of those people who punt when they shouldn't. So, and, and he's, when has he won before? Right. Is he someone who's really going to instill, like he's a rah, rah guy. He's someone who like maybe the game managers, game managing decisions are bad on Sundays, but from like Monday to Saturday, he's like a, a Dan Campbell, like great for the locker room, great for the the vibe of the team. They play super physical and whatnot. Like, he's not even that. Right? He sucked at Illinois. He won, like, three games. I think Pep Hamilton is decent. He's developed quarterbacks in, before, and I don't think their offense, like, is completely devoid of, like, cool th- things. I mean, they had a nice, like, kind of double pass today. Um, overall, yeah. I, I think that the design of the offense isn't necessarily the problem. They just don't have any talent. A double pass that Kyle Allen almost missed. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it, you can't even judge the, the design of the offense all that much when you have a quarterback as limiting as Kyle Allen out there. Anytime, you know, it's, it's just play action or get the ball out and one step or whatever he did he's not dropping back or he's firing it just in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah no he is the worst starting quarterback like he is the worst starting quarterback in football right now and if the browns had played and sam darnold i think could have beaten this could have beaten this browns team i I, (laughs) baker mayfield would have beaten this browns team like sorry When they, I think like, you'd like to keep Pep Hamilton around. Like, I really hold him in a high regard. But it's like, what, what, like, if you're going to fire Lovey Smith, and I think you should, are you just going to completely clean house? Because to make this a good job, I think you got to be like, hey, coaches, you can bring in whoever you want. Like, we are, it is yeah. your show. You get all that. We're not going to hamper you with anything. Because if it's like, well, come coach the Texans, but you have to keep this guy and this guy and this guy, like then all of a sudden, like who would ever want that job? You're going to get stuck with a Lovey Smith again. Who knows? But it's right. it's just all bad right now. And I think um, like they've got a lot of picks, obviously, for the Watson trade and they've got a lot of cap space because there's not a ton of talent. But I don't know, man, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a while before you show anything. And, and 
it might be one of those situations where it's like, do we even need Bryce Young at this point? Because obviously the 2024 class, Drake May played great. There's Drake May and, and Caleb Williams is obviously fantastic. People around the league hold that class in a really high regard. Maybe you take like, maybe you say, shit, let's get Will Anderson in here. Let's get Jalen Carter in here. And yeah. let's, <laughs> I don't know who. You just, you just need a massive influx of talent. That, we're truly, in- right. Like, let's truly take the best player available. Like, we just need to, not even Bryce Young can save us and it's a bad situation. Like let's get the best player available. And then when things are right, then maybe let's add the, add the quarterback and not have him running for his life. Like we did for uh, David Carr all those years ago. Like I could definitely (laughs) see the vision even there for Houston. I think think that's easier said than done. It is. It's absolutely easier. I don't think it'll happen, but honestly it might be the way to go if you're them. I, 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 you got to get your guy if you have the number one overall pick. Next year's quarterback draft class, I like, but I think that you're, you're really, you're gambling on getting the number one overall pick again. It might. I mean, (laughs) hey, there's probably a, a, you might, but if you don't, you're going to be kicking yourself. Right. And I think building out the rest of the team, it's very hard to stay bad enough to then go draft a franchise quarterback. Without you know giving up, a I bunch bet of the picks. Texans could find a way. <laughs> Stay bad enough. Well, I'll give you that. <laughs> they, they they do stink. They do stink. I don't know. I just watch it, and there's just so little talent. I'm like, why not? Like Bryce Young's not saving you. Bryce Young is not right. saving you. Just best player available. I could totally see. Just but add, but add a add a Bryce Young. Add, I think could have beaten the Browns today. So <laughs> that could be true. That could be true. Could yes, a pick six, a fumble six, and a punt return touchdown were the three touchdowns for um, yeah Cleveland, for Cleveland today. Unless I'm forgetting something. No, the, well, you're if, right. Those, <laughs> those are. <laughs> if you're Houston, you're not looking at it as we need to fix the entire team in one year. You're like, if we draft Bryce Young with the number one overall pick, can we get the rest of the team, the rest of the offense, at least? passable i think the answer to that question is yes they could yeah i guess you've got tunsil cooks and collins and it's like you've got tunsil you drafted Kenyon green in the first round and he has not been good this season but you know hopefully he can progress as the seasons go on i think titus howard has been disappointing this year but yeah the line and you've got cooks under contract you've got nico collins uh, who's a, a young talent and pierce so i guess maybe you could say like there is some talent on there but that is, you really have to expect Titus Howard to turn it around. You really have to expect Jalen Green to, uh, uh, Kenyon Green to turn it around. You've got to expect Nico Collins to take a step and Brandon Cooks to right. care a little bit more, right? There, you're you're <laughs> banking on a lot of things progressing. I think uh, Brandon Cooks would care a little bit more if they didn't go into the season with uh, Davis Mills and Kyle Allen <laughs> as your quarterback options yeah going into the season with davis mills was the right was the right choice though i mean based yeah, on what he did like, at the end it's, of the year it's it's, it's, it's still very like it, it's not very exciting it, it doesn't enthuse no, anyone it, you're picking from a lot of bad right it, it's it's a lot of bad it's a lot of bad um do you have any hope for what we saw from deshaun watson today for yeah, him I mean, to be good the rest of the Well, I'm not going to... I mean, he's not going to... He's probably not going to be had this to throw bad. 40 touch or 40 interceptions for me to be like, yeah, it's <laughs> over. But like, yeah, he looked... He looked trash. We'll see if he gets better. And it's not just in this game, too, looked, right? He was kind of short... 
he was kind of short arming throws in the preseason too, if you guys remember that. And there's been clips from practices where that has been a problem. So you just got to like, I don't know what it is like, and people say he hasn't played in 700 days, but like he's thrown footballs in 700 days. Right. right? That's like, the thing is it's like, it's like it he's, looks he's like, like he knows how to play football, but not how to throw a football. And that's the part that confuses me. Right. But I'm definitely not writing him off in the, in the sense that like, well, it's going to just be like the rust trade part two, where he's just, just going to like, forget. <laughs> that's that's what scares me. I'm like, Oh God, are we going to have to, <laughs> I mean, it's not completely off the table, but like, yeah, I'm not going to bet on it at this point. Like he in 2020 yeah. was really, really good. And right. the Texans offense was at the top of every single, you know, statistical thing when it comes to passing versus man versus zone on but play hey, action, I mean, no play action. It was, I mean, he was completely lights out right. I, with a, with a pretty bad supporting cast and he was in the playoffs and a good quarterback for years before that. So like the sample size of play from Deshaun Watson is definitely more good than bad at this point. But um, yeah, it was really rough today and he looked really rusty. He looked really, really rusty and maybe that doesn't get fixed until next year with the full off season. I could definitely see that, but yeah, it was, you yeah. know, it was really bad. And, uh, and the next good. two games aren't going to be easier. <laughs> You have Bengals Ravens back to back. Yep. So it's at Bengals too, isn't it? Yes, it is at Bengals. And the the Bengals fan that'll probably be a much harsher environment than the forty five people in Cleveland in Houston today. <laughs> today. <laughs> oh no, it absolutely will be. Uh, that that game's going to be crazy. I mean, especially the way like the Bengals look like we, we saw today. I mean, they, they can really, they can really get shit done. The defense looks good. And I mean, to be fair, they just kind of employed the same strategy they did last time they played where we're just going to drop eight. And you know, you want to like, fuck you. If you want to run the ball against us, like we're just going to drop eight and, I, and get it. I done. didn't know them d- dropping eight. I, like they weren't rushed. They, they rushed three a couple times, but it wasn't as frequent as in the last game. It but was, yeah, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> pretty good. Con- and there were some moments where Mahomes like definitely struggled. There was a play where I think it was Juju ran a curl route and Mahomes like threw it up across his body, like way down the field. It was like a comeback route and like three people converged on it and it was almost yeah. picked. Uh, there were moments like that. But then that when they did bring up blitz, he hit that, pass on a dagger concept over the top to uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. So, Do not blitz Mahomes. Don't blitz Mahomes. It's a good strategy, but I honestly was more impressed with Burrow in this game, and it's been this way for really a while good. now. He has been completely lights out after struggling a little bit to begin this season. I think that the offense wasn't quite as good as maybe people expected it to be at the beginning of this year. But like ever since that Falcons game or or whatnot, and there was a blip against the Browns, it's been pretty crazy. And I think he's much. I think I honestly think he's like much better than he was last year, which is weird to say because he was, you know, good last year. And he went to the Super Bowl, but remember when they played the Chiefs last year in the regular season? He just like he had tons of stats, but they were all like jump balls to chase, right? And on those, they were like one on one down the sideline, and like obviously you need to put those in the right place. But you give most of the credit to the wide receiver in that situation if it's like kind of a fifty fifty ball, and he just yeah. like bosses a dude. In this game, I mean, it's 
that first drive, he was influencing guys with his eyes, making tight window throws over the middle of the field, layering it over the linebacker, but before the safety. Yeah. I mean, in the 10 to 20 range, he was seven for nine in this game for 143 yards. So he was just picking them apart in the intermediate range, uh, ambled a lot of value with his scrambles. It was like Chase is obviously extremely good, and, and Higgins was, you know, let Legereus Sneed know who he was in this game. But, um, <laughs> I like, as as common T Higgins W <laughs> extremely common T Higgins W at this point. I mean, they've got the monsters at wide receiver, no doubt. But like Burrow's been that that play at the end where he hung in there on the third and eleven and like fired mm. it over the middle to basically win it. I, that was crazy. His pocket hasn't been taking as many sacks lately as he was at the beginning of the season and last year. Even though Lyle Collins still kind of is bad <laughs> like the offensive line is better but lyle collins is still uh needs a lot of work but yeah, yeah i was this Bengals team like it's it's obviously can beat the chiefs they beat them three the last three times i think they could beat the bills i think they could beat the dolphins i think they could beat any team in the afc yep they're kind of becoming what i thought they'd be at the start of the season the offensive line is playing better overall and they they seem to have adjusted a little bit better. Maybe maybe losing Chase for a second and having to readjust yourself actually was a blessing in disguise uh, for the team. I mean, they've been mm-hmm. great on offense since the Panthers game, really, is when they started cooking. <laughs> yeah, when Joe Mixon um, went for <laughs> five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're still a little all over the place offensively. Like, they're still not really efficient running the ball, and they're, they're, they still take, like, yeah, like a lot of negative plays still sacks-wise, you know, over, over the course of the season. But I, I think their, their explosive play to, like, disaster or negative play ratio is probably getting better, even though they might not be winning as many jump balls as they they once were right burrow was burrow threw a lot of picks last year he really did throw a lot of picks last year and that's kind of the thing that i think people ignored about burrow last season with all the joe shiesty joe burr stuff is like he really wasn't at the top of the league in efficiency he wasn't like top five or even top 10 in a lot of different efficiency metrics for most of the year in the playoff run uh, he wasn't playing great football in the playoff run it was a lot of good defensive performances. But I think this year, once they get into the playoffs again, I, I think we're going to see a substantially better playoff run from Joe Burrow because I really think he has upped his game. And Matt, I, their running game may not be the most efficient in the league, but recently it's been pretty good. It's been pretty it's been good. good. If, if it's, it's, it's gotten better. I'll say that their EPA per play is totally thrown off because they scored five touchdowns <laughs> in one game right. against the Panthers. They're not like the Eagles. So or, take yeah, it. they're not like the Eagles or anything like that when it comes to the running game, but they're right. not one dimensional, right? They're not quite like the, the chiefs mm-hmm. or the bills where I'm like, I, I just don't trust them to run it at all. Like against the Titans, I know that maybe their their yards per carry against the Titans weren't wasn't too special, but that's a really good rushing defense, and they were able to consistently get stay ahead of the sticks and stay on schedule and get positive gains in that game. And so, if you could do that on them, and you've got like even last year, they were a little bit of a better of a of a run blocking unit than a pass blocking unit. They just have Jamar Chase and, and T Higgins, so like you're not going to run it all that much and Joe Burrow. 
but um, I, I, they're not one dimensional and their defense is good. Their defense is, is good. And they can play these. They're really sound. They don't do anything too fancy. They don't have all these all stars all over the place. Like the 49ers, they don't have a Nick Bosa. They don't really have a Fred Warner, but they've just got a bunch of good players. They're really solid in their yeah. zones, right? Like today you saw that they can play all that zone coverage on the chiefs and, and Mahomes really has nowhere to go. And they defend the run well with DJ reader and a bunch of just gigantic defensive tackles and DNs who can know how to defend the run and they can make you one dimensional and they've got a good safety duo. So it's, it's a good yeah. defense. It's a great offense. Um, and yeah, they, I think they're going to win this division and I think they're really going to make some noise in the playoffs. I really think that they are upgrade like, this is a better last year was kind of fluky getting to the Super Bowl and it sounds weird, but this year is like truly. Yep. This is, and this, this, is, this was exactly my take I this offseason. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. It is. People were overestimating the regression because they actually got way better this offseason. Yeah. Yes. They're very good. And it looks yeah. like that was going to be a bad yep. take to begin because at the beginning of the season, it looked like. Oh my God! The, the, they looked horrible. They looked hor- like the the offensive, but the offensive line, line came together. That's the difference. And Burrow took a yeah. step. And yeah, I do agree with you, Matt. Like the first game without Jamar Chase was kind of a disaster against the Browns. It was a total disaster against the Browns, right? But then the more the longer they went, like the better and the more used to playing without that. Like just throw it up to Chase ball, like right. And they got better at everything else. They really did get better at everything else. Um, when, it's almost when like when the out. Chiefs you, had to it's almost like when the Chiefs had to figure out like okay we can't just rely on the the when people started running all those two high looks it's like okay now we got to take our check down we got to play the middle of the field a little bit better and that's exactly what the Bengals are doing they're just taking taking what defenses give them and doing yep. a great job with it uh, yeah and there's there's a balance between getting it to your best player who is Jamar Chase and taking what the defense gives you. And it's very easy to just be like Jamar, Jamar, Jamar all the time when he's on the field. So that adjustment there, now they've balanced themselves out a little bit more. They're very dangerous. Right. Bro's, They're very dangerous. Bro's getting the ball out of his hands quicker, right? He's not just looking for Chase or, or Higgins down the field was, anymore. Um, uh, just, nice. yeah, it's it's really good, fun to watch right now. It's really fun to watch right now. It's It's all clicking. I'm pretty sure I was... Yeah, it's like Tom Brady... Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, and Joe Burrow are the three fastest in time to throw among starting quarterbacks right now. Is Rodgers not there anymore? Rodgers, no. Rodgers is kind of middle of the pack. He's like wow, closer. He's closer to Stafford and Garoppolo. He was up there with Brady for most of the season. He must be. He's he's two point six nine, but Brady's two four three, which is like ungodly fast. Oh yeah, he's taking like five sacks. He's he's always been like he's always been like that though. Um, Then there's Trevor at two five four, and then there's Burrow at two five eight. Yeah, and that's a far cry from where he was last year. Uh, If you go look at it, it's time to throw last season. season. Um, It's I think it's. About top 10. Yeah, he's 10th. Um, he was 10th last year, and now he's second. So, you know, he was someone who was yeah, getting the ball out of his... nine. Yeah, so it, it's a definitely... It's a tick faster. It's a tick faster. Everything's a tick faster with him, and it's yeah. good for the offense. As good as the Jamar Chase bomb plays are, this is a little <laughs> bit more sustainable, and I think when you get to the playoffs, it's going to mean better offense for the Bengals. So, yeah, I really like what they're doing. Uh, the Chiefs lose anytime that happens. It's notable, but I'm not too, I mean, they were in this game to the very end. Like this could have right. gone 
either way. But the Bengals missed some stuff on the goal line, too. There were some times they were down there. They could have won this game by more, really. I mean, they just kind of sound the, the, the Boyd drop Even, was horrifying, man. Horrifying. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the Bengals were even capable of playing better than they did, and they did beat the Chiefs. So, yeah, this is a team that the Chiefs don't want to see in the playoffs at all. No, sir. Yeah. No one wants to see the Bengals in the playoffs. It would be crazy if the Bengals got back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think potentially. There's good odds on it, man. There there really are. It's like (laughs) a real real shot to do it. Scary to think about. I would hate to see it as a Browns fan. Tis the season for clean balls. Fa la 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 la. Our friends at Manscaped are helping you clean your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephants, Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buffer for the holiday lover. Win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog this December by going to manscaped.com and using code STAYHOT for 20% off plus free shipping. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gifts in the Platinum Package 4.0 plus loads of little presents perfect for stocking stuffers. What better holiday gift than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Manscaped offers a handful of their liquid formulation, shampoos, uh, body washes, upstairs and downstairs deodorant, gels, exfoliants, absolutely everything you can need to keep it clean. And if your dad has nasty nose hairs, save his life with the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. You can't forget to treat yourself. Don't let your chestnuts roast in the wrong boxers. Get yourself a pair of Manscaped boxers, specifically made to keep the area cool and provide holiday comfort all year round. Lastly, top off the stocking with the crown jewel for their family jewels with the Lawnmower 4.0. The Electric Razor's advanced skin safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STAYHOT. That's one word, all caps, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code STAYHOT. Manscaped, for a perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. I have to um, disagree with one of your takes you tweeted out today, Theo. That was blasphemy. What did I do? Fred Warner is not Luke Keekly. He's not Luke oh, yeah. Keekly. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, he, is. he is not. He is no. perfect. No. Fred Warner is the perfect player, dude. He's nope. like the perfect linebacker. I swear to God. He is one of the most valuable coverage assets in the entire league. He is incredibly smart and always is like in the right place. He is super patient. All right. He is aggressive when he needs to be impatient when he needs to be right. When he needs to fly downhill and make stops, he does it, but he never is out, takes himself out of play. It's like a insane gift while also being the most fluid athlete out there. And he's a great tackler. He hits someone on every play. He's super physical. He's just everything you want in a linebacker. It's, it's what he is. I mean, he had a play early in this game where he was defending Trent, Trent Sherfield on a dig. Right. And he ran with him and, and got his hand up in the air and batted that thing away uh, early in this game. Should have, he, been, should have been there on the first on the first play of the game <laughs> against the Packers. I will never forget his game against the Packers in, in the playoffs last year. He won that game for San Francisco. Just straight up won the game for San Francisco. I remember that game. 
everything good you could say about Wagner or Keekley, you can also say about Fred Warner right now. He is playing at well, that Wagner level. Wagner and Keekley, if we're talking prime, Wagner and Keekley aren't even in the same category. Yeah. It's Keekley. Well, I agree. With, above Wagner. I agree with Keekley Keekley was defensive player of the year, year two of his career, man. <laughs> he was different. Keekley Fred was Warner a could win. Fred Warner could win defensive player of the year this year. Like Fred Warner, people will push for Nick Bosa because Nick Bosa has counting stats because he is a defensive end and it's just easier. Right. But Fred Warner is legitimately playing as good as anyone that can play the linebacker position right now. No, and I, I think I, like, I will have to say for, for, um, you know, Fred Warner did never get mossed by Julio Jones. Well, <laughs> I don't know what Keekley okay. was doing to running with Julio Jones like 50 <laughs> yards down the field. But hey, would you ever look, trust Fred? Fred like, the real question is, would you ever trust Fred Warner to go 50 yards down the field with Jamar Chase? Here, here's Keekley's still better in pass coverage uh, than Fred Warner. I'll say this I would take Ke- Prime Keekley over, over Warner. I really would. But I think. People underrate what Warner is right now. And I don't think people, I think most people are blinded by nostalgia and be like, oh, there's no guys playing like Warner, Keekly, or not Warner, um, Wagner and Keekly. That was like a golden era for linebackers and they won't appreciate the thing that's sitting right in front of their face. And I think Warner, mm-hmm. I agree Warner is just like, he is that tier one elite like Hall of Fame level linebacker. He's playing at a Hall of Fame level right now and has for a couple of years now, I think. So I I would take Prime Keekly over Warner, I would, but I think you got to put Warner's name as like one of the best linebackers or probably the best linebacker of this kind of 2020s generation. And Bobby Wagner actually played an insane game today, by the way. Shout out Bobby Wagner. We're talking about him like he Bobby Wagner's kind of had a pretty great year. Bobby Wagner, <laughs> look, I don't I haven't watched that much of the Rams because they're miserable. Uh they are. But they're I really bad. He had he had a crazy pick today where he ripped the ball away from someone and he he um had some sacks where he just kind of outmuscled the running back and and ran through guys to get things I don't know if he's had a totally crazy year because of Compa- all I've comparative really seen. to what comparative to what we thought he was going to like I'd say he's definitely <laughs> been better than I thought. I know P- I think PFF is probably overrating him again like they did last year when he really was not that good last year. PFF said he was like fantastic. Right. Um and PFF is saying he's like amazing this season and I like kind of raise an eyebrow on that, but he had a great game today. I don't want to like Shout out Bobby. If we're going to be talking about <laughs> linebackers and Bobby yeah. Wagner, I'll, I'll have to say that. But I, Fred Warner is fantastic. That's yeah. I I think I think the one is, thing that could be hurting Fred Warner from like a perspective, like just with like when people think about oh how good is Fred Warner, like I feel like people just like re, the, people know that like the collective group of linebackers I think playing in the NFL are not the same as the ones that we've seen in the past. Right. Like who are the best linebackers in the NFL? They're all like, it's like w- Micah Parsons is who, so far above everyone, except for Micah who plays. But Micah's more time. like an edge. Right. But there, there aren't linebackers playing at the level of Fred Warner. That's the problem. There's no one else to measure his, his like greatness against. It's there's yeah. no, he's not, he's not competing with anyone. I think right? he's way better than like, I like Roquan Smith. I think he's way better than Roquan Smith. I think that he is just better. He doesn't bite on play. He doesn't fly downhill. He's a little bit better against the run. He's a little bit more, I think, physical. He's just uh, Roquan Smith's kind of a little guy. He's, he's small. He's not that, he can't be that good at the point of attack. 
Trevor, like he's, he's really like, I like Roquan Smith. He's really smart. And he's really fluid and he's good in coverage and he can yeah. hit, but he's just not as good as Fred Warner is. And Shaq, Shaq uh, Leonard, right? He hasn't played much this year, but last year he was getting defensive player of the year hype because of all the turnovers, but on a snap to snap basis, he's nowhere near as consistent as Fred Warner is. They, like Levante David and Devin White, like they're not as good as Fred Warner is. Like there is no one. If we're going to compare Warner to anybody right now, it can, you could compare him to Micah when he's playing off ball because Micah Parsons yeah. is also fantastic off ball. He's just so fast and so good at coming downhill. But I think you, when you talk about Fred Warner and comparing him to guys, it's no one playing now. It's Keekly. It's Bobby <laughs> Wagner. Like those are the people I want to get. And he's you can, still not Keekly in my opinion. Well, no one is quite Keekly. Keekly was out of this world good. Like obviously should be like a first ballot Hall of Famer. But my, my favorite quote from Matthew is. Um, if they ever make Keekly not a 99 overall in Madden, I will delete the game. <laughs> I don't remember ever saying that. I must have been about 15. <laughs> no, you were. That always stuck with me. He's, I was like, he's like that, uh, <laughs> that 2013 game against the Saints in the rain was the best linebacker game I've ever watched. Warner, Warner, the best line, but up there in best linebacker games I've ever watched is Warner against the Packers in the playoffs last year. He was, I mean, he ruined everything. <laughs> Rogers would have two rings right now if it wasn't for Fred Warner in that game. I swear to God. So I hold him in a very high regard. If I had to rank like him and Wagner and Keekly, I'd probably say, you know, Keekly won and then. I'd maybe even say like prime Wagner too, but he's in those, he's in that discussion. Like those are the type of people that we should be comparing him to. He's in that tier. Leave, and leave, leave my in the tweet comments was probably below. a bit of a, everyone's going to rank Warner three. People yeah. are just, they're going to be like, why is this <laughs> yeah, even a conversation? Give, give us your top five linebackers of the past decade. That's what, that's what I want. Top five linebackers okay. of the past decade in the comments. But yeah, my tweet was a little bit hyperbole where it's like, oh, there's a, you know, it's maybe you could, would take him over Keekly, and I, I don't think I'd do that. But I just want to give him some attention and start start yes. the conversation of him in the in the same conversation. Someone's got to be putting him in the Wagner and Keekly conversations when it comes to best linebackers of the last decade. And well, I, he's got to rack up some more All Pros before he he gets there. Oh yeah, All right, sure. you better make it this year. I yeah. he, I don't if know what his counting stats about, look like. I don't know what we're his talking about stats. Dolphins. 49ers we have to talk about Tua yes we do oh I it's poor poor (laughs) Poor Dolphins fans (laughs) Dolphins fans you do this to yourself by just how annoying you've been over the last like four weeks of football five weeks of football (laughs) um just completely insufferable and defensive fan base (laughs) sorry like oh my god that is so you were really annoying as a collective group. And I had a tweet today where it's, I said, I, Tua hadn't looked like this since the last time he played a top 20 defense and people were like hating, trolling, crazy, but it's, it's legitimately just objective fact because the Steelers were the last like defense they played that was actually somewhat talented and Tua probably should have thrown four picks in that game. He had four balls that went directly to the Steelers. They just dropped all four and they scored what, like 16 points of offense in that game. Yeah. And then they played the Lions, who have no talented players on defense. <laughs> really. They've got Hutchinson, who's like okay, and Akuda, who is like okay, but outside of that, like whatever, Rodriguez. Yeah, they played on, the this, Bears. on their what was it, five game win streak, they've played 
like the four worst defenses in the league. Right. They played the the Bears, <laughs> who some Dolphin fan was trying to tell me had a top five passing defense, which is Stop. just not true. Stop. Stop. It's not, it's not true at all. They then played the Browns, who have like the, the worst, worst defense. Seven. No, like they have the worst defense in football. I uh, like it's not the up. worst. I'd it, say the Bears and the Lions are the are worse, but the the Browns are down there towards the bottom. They're <laughs> it's not really bad. And then they played the Texans, whose best defensive player is if Stingley's are it's probably like Petrie. Petrie, it's pro- <laughs> it's Petrie. <laughs> it may, very well, it very well may be. It's probably Jerry. And he, Hughes, he's probably. good. Like I, I don't no, no disrespect to Pete. He's a good player, but it's like, probably Jerry Hughes. Honestly, at this point, oh so, yeah, <laughs> it could be Jerry Hughes. So yeah, I I just don't think that the Tua victory lap, the Tua MVPs when against that stretch of game, the, all those takes were just completely, they were unfounded and it's not, he played well in those games. I don't want to twist the narrative or, or make it seem like anything else is true Tua played extremely well during that stretch of games. But to say like, I had people saying like, Oh, this was his first bad game of the season. It was not his first bad game of the season. He played poorly against the Steelers. He played poorly against the Patriots week one. Um, he played good against the Bills. He played good in the second half against the Ravens. He played bad in the first half versus uh, when he got before he got hurt versus the Bengals. Like he has been more up and down this year than I think a lot of people paint. And yeah, uh, yeah in this game against uh, you, I mean, this is a good defense, and he was missing some tackles, but there were throws that he shouldn't have missed. Right, even with that being said, there were throws that he should not have missed that he completely sailed on. So. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the big question is like Brock Purdy looked pretty decent today. And this, and I'm not going to say that I'm not, I, I'm not going to compare him to Tua. I'm not going to look like a bad, but cup. like, but it sounds like that's exactly no. what you're doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. This is this is an unbelievable <laughs> no, I, overreaction. No, I, the question opinion. has to be made is Brock Purdy actually any good or. Is the 49ers offense really just that easy to run? And, and Theo, you you tweeted out that you think Brock Purdy has like a certain like uh was it like main character vibe to him? I when I watched Purdy at Iowa State, I was like, this guy he was at I- Iowa State for forever, first of all, and I he's someone that has been kind of in the news cycle. And I think a lot of people who follow college football or just generally football at all had heard Brock Purdy's name before. And I thought he had enough talent to just not kind of go away and maybe be like that Minshew, that Heineke type of player. Yeah. He's got, he's kind of quirked up. All right. He, I, I don't know if he's good, but he's kind of quirked up. So, and you could see that after the first touchdown, he was like talking, he threw like a screen pass that went in or like some pass into the flat that like went in for like a five yard touchdown. And he's like, grabbing his nuts and, and yelling at the sideline. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's that's my backup, man. So Jimmy G is out for the year, though. Yeah. And um, what the hell do you do? do you, like, you, right. Matt, you can... T- you run Purdy. You have no, no options. Yeah. You're not going to bring trade, back Trade Reed. deadlines pass. Like, what do you, who's been, in free agency? Like, what? It's, it's... The problem is, is that, like, you got five weeks until the playoffs or six or whatever, if it's five. 
you have to bring somebody in and have them learn the offense. And who are you going to bring in? Yeah. Cam. No, I mean, there's nobody. There's no one to bring in. <laughs> yeah, like Cam Newton is your number one option or like Colin Kaepernick <laughs> or something like that. And, and the, the, yeah, and that's, uh, those are the options. There's nobody in free agency. There's right. no one to go get or Tebow. <laughs> those, that, there you go. Tebow. It's like, so you're so much better off just rolling with Purdy. Although, I, what if something happens to him right. at this point? Nick, well, the then Nick you're going Wildcat with so, uh, <laughs> Wildcat with like Debo and Christian Mc- <laughs> Kellen Mond. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I, I, I see Kellen the vision Mond. now. He he must. I have no clue, but from the way that the Vikings coaching staff <laughs> talked about, he must be <laughs> horrifying. The thing is, is that the 49ers, they can't afford to, like, get a guy ready for the playoffs. Even if there was somebody who, like, had to go and learn their system, they can't afford to do that because they got to, like, win their regular season games. This team isn't, like, 10-1. and It's like, well, you know, if we drop a couple, who cares, whatever. No, they need to win. So I think it's going to be pretty bad. It has to be. Big (laughs) panic. Yeah, that's on the (laughs) Phillip Rivers. There's Um, there's guys out, like... if if Blake, they, Blake there's good, they're gonna call someone if they need like another backup. Blake Bortles, uh, Kellamond is on the Browns currently. Blade, did yeah. you know this? I <laughs> thought he was on the practice squad. Is he like on the depth chart? I don't know. It just says current team Cleveland Browns. He's probably on the practice squad. He needs game action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's on the practice squad. I, <laughs> I was impressed with Purdy today, Which, though. Like, I, mean, I get that practice squad's kind of free agency still. I like Shanahan said, they called the game exactly the same before and after he went in. He just played exactly like they weren't really protecting him in the way like, oh, it's all screens. Oh, it's all runs. Right. Like he was ripping some but that's, throws. I think that's just how field. their offense, but their offense is just like, it just caters so well. And that's, I don't it know. It caters so well. As like long it, as it, you have the guts to like rip some throws over the middle of the field, you'll be okay. As long as you have the yeah. guts to, to really just stand in there against like the, the dolphins heated them up, right? They were, you, they were running those zero blitzes. They yeah. were lining everybody up at the line of scrimmage and dropping some and, and blitzing some, right? They were heating them up. They were totally heating them up and he stood in there and he ripped some throws over the middle of the field. And if you can do that, you've got Debo, you've got Ayuk, you've got McCaffrey, like, it's it's the monsters. I think I've already used that in, that analogy today. But they've got crazy <laughs> gonna receivers. That. He's going to say that like four more times tonight. Before. Right? They've got crazy receivers. So as long as you can just be Jimmy Garoppolo, you're okay. The one picky through I can forgive because it was fourth down and it was down the field. But I don't know, man. Like, yes, is he maybe backup caliber? Yes, is he going to maybe fall down to earth? Probably, right. but they also, he has to be, be great, the Mike right? White. This is a team with Super Bowl aspirations, right? He has to be great. He has to, it may not great, yeah. but like he has to be good. And, um, I don't know. I, he rose to the occasion today. I like to think that we're going to see Nick Foles again and he's going to win the whole damn thing. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> but he's got guts. <laughs> nah. He's got gut. He's got the yeah, guts we, we to, to that- throw it over the middle. And again, that's that's kind of all you need to to do is be good enough to do that, and then you're good. All right, Matt. Since since you wanted to pry earlier, do you <laughs> Brock Purdy versus Tua? 
Let, let's 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 do it. it. No, come on. <laughs> That's what you were getting at. You're like, no, it's not. No, what I, was gonna, I was. I was not you, getting what at. What were it. you going to say? I was getting at how good do we think he's going to be? He's going to be their quarterback for the rest of the season. We have to talk about him. So then why did we loop around back to it? Because that's what we were just talking about. Don't gaslight me, Blaine. Don't do this. <laughs> you knew what you were about to say. No, I wasn't going to do well, that. Give me Brock Purdy. <laughs> give me Brock Purdy. Yeah, well, this, <laughs> give me Brock yeah, Purdy. Got, Thank you, got, Theo. Got, Come on. <laughs> Theo Ash in parentheses to a hater on your side with this shit, man. I'm not... <laughs> We all saw the game today. It's clear. Uh, he he he, he stinks, bro. Who won? No, I. I, I <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying, Brock Purdy's undefeated against Tua. All right, fair so enough. Like, and Joe Burrow is undefeated against Mahomes, man. And, and Baker Mayfield's undefeated against Joe Burrow. So it, all right, it's all coming. That's not really true. This circle of quarterbacks. Okay. He's if Emmanuel Acho is listening to this, he's got to be very start. confused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, t- look, Tua, okay. Tua had the long touchdown to, to Tyree Kill. I want to talk about that a little bit because it happened right after I said that he stinks, um, which is the common, most common Tua thing is like, I, someone's showing him my tweets on the sideline because every time I say something, even when I, even when Pulisic in the World Cup, I called him Christian Tulisic because he undershot some like corner and it got intercepted. He's like, he Bro scored was on the sideline, got a phone call from Tua. It's like, you got to do score 30 seconds later. So, <laughs> you know how rare that is? You at TBSA scored three goals the whole tournament and he scored 30 seconds after I fired off the Christian Tualistic tweet. So he's, they've got someone on the sidelines showing them this shit. But um, the the deep shot to Hill, I thought that was amazing design. That was crazy. So it was cover six. And if you don't know, that's quarter, quarter, half. You've got a deep safety playing a cover two, half field. And then you've got on the other side, quarters, cover four, two safeties playing um, the quarters, quarters of the field, right? So when you've got a deep post like that, ideally it's bracketed by the corner who's playing a quarter and Hafanga, the safety, who is playing a quarter, right? That's bracketed on a post route breaking inside. Does that make sense? But this was a Mills concept. So on one side of the field, you had a dig and a post. And on the cover two side, Right. There were two. There's a corner dropping back to play, be the cover two deep guy. And then there was another safety who walked up to be in a hook zone, if this makes sense. So the safety that walked up to be in the hook zone should have taken the underneath dig route, but he was put in conflict by McDaniels, who ran a kind of a deeper curl, which was like right in the right spot where that curl was a little bit too deep for the hook player to really take, but it was a little bit too shallow for the cover two player to really take. So he put, so with that curl put everyone in conflict and the player who was supposed to walk down decided to guard the curl instead. And that created an opening for the dig to run into. Hafanga saw that and then he ran down instead of playing a quarters coverage because what is Tua do more than anyone else is throw those like intermediate digs, right? They're like, oh, we're going to take away the intermediate stuff over the middle of the field. So he nails down yeah. and that blows the assignment because now there is no one in for the post and you've got one guy playing major inside leverage and all Tua has to do is like just put it somewhere in front of 
Tyreek Hill with absolutely no one in the middle of the field now. So, yeah, it was a great... I loved that play. I... I got lit up for it on Twitter because Tua hit a big explosive play, but I was like kind of freaking out because the play design just absolutely (laughs) disintegrated that cover six, just totally disintegrated that cover six. And it was awesome. So shout out McDaniel for that. I guess shout out Tua for hitting it. They were really dick riding him for that throw. They're like, what a perfect right in the bucket. And it was like legitimately Tyreek Hill running completely wide wide open <laughs> like any anyone should be throws expected on to air pro day <laughs> pro day Le- level legitimately stuff. there is no pressure and katyrik was wide open and they're like just when you've counted two out he hits the wide open shot to hill and he had a 10 yard like seam that when like yeah. the safety took a bad angle on but I don't know, man. He's golf to me. Like he can hit some good stuff. And and at the end of the game, there were some nice throws that got called back because there were challenges and the receivers can corral them. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they can engineer a game winning drive if those receivers don't kind of drop those passes. Shout out Dre Greenlaw for just being an absolute menace at the end of this game. Um, but yeah, I think the, the, the Dolphins have the hardest remaining p- schedule the rest of the way, like against passers. They have the face the best remaining schedule past defenses in the league. And um, I don't know. I'll be surprised yeah, if Tua, I'll count. I mean, obviously I'm in parentheses to a hater. So count me as skeptical. He, he looks, I think he looks more like this than the uh, lions and bears version of Tua the rest of the way. And I think uh, there's, I think there's yeah. maybe some, there's definitely some middle ground. Like he won't look, he won't have a 17 QBR again. Right. He's, but. This is like the best defense he'll face, but I think it was just kind of a good reminder that like all of these, like, oh, he's the best PFF. Oh, he's the best quarterback versus pressure. He's the most accurate quarterback in the league. He's the best down the field. All these stats that are true. Right. That's not, he's not, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> and he's playing good. Like he's playing good. He's been playing good this year. He really has. But he's just not quite as good as as all these numbers kind of hype him up to be. And I think you know who is the most accurate quarterback down the field? Uh, Geno Smith, Jalen Hurt. Oh well, Geno Smith. Yeah, <laughs> Geno Smith balled out today, and we we yeah. we could talk about how good he is, which he's amazing. But Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, and really it was just an AJ Brown masterclass to come back to Tennessee and just completely. I mean, the play where he runs over <laughs> Christian Fulton, just co- just so disrespectful. He was like, yeah, this is what you're missing out on, by the way. Yeah, no, Hertz it was, was an interesting in game. It was an interesting game was because it, it was kind of like both teams are facing relatively similar problems where like the Eagles are a running team and they didn't really want to run it all that much because of, you know, the, the Titans defense is so good at stopping right. that. And then the Eagles defense, which has been a little bit more so-so, uh, was just so committed to like really early in the game, stacking up the box and putting a lot of people down there. And a lot of their safeties at least were really going after it to try to you know stop Derrick Henry, who I only think had like 30 yards on like 11 carries or something. That's exactly ridiculous. right. That's exactly what he had. So both teams are like in the situation where we're running teams, but now we are forced to throw. And the Eagles won 35 to 10. And that tells you everything about those two teams. And it's a shame because, you know, uh, Burks got, you know, one, one of the one of the Titans. best. Oh, weapons. my God. He that was like crushed, the kid rushed, man. He, I use I, I, that's 
Yeah, that's he one of the best catches out. of the year. That's got to be mm-hmm. like catch of the year, considering he was literally unconscious when he caught it. That was yeah, unreal. That was it, it, it was yeah. But I, I think the other thing is like, you know, Hertz played a good game. He did a little bit of everything. He even had a couple of real nice throws over the middle, and he's got those those go balls to to AJ Brown. He loves those, and I mean, they're just for good reason. <laughs> It's gonna uh, be he's going to be like 100% on. Them. But the the other thing is that like he looked on the first touch on the first touchdown. Excuse me again. On the first touchdown to Devontae Smith, he was looking at the the front side of the concept, right? The safety's nailed down on the on the there were two digs. Uh, I think the tight end Goddard was running one and and AJ Brown was running one and the two safeties totally came down on that. That left uh Devontae Smith one-on-one on this corner versus the rookie um McCreary and great throw again great eye manipulation reading the whole thing out and then a downfield dime from Hertz like he played and and this is the thing about the Eagles like they don't need to run the football to win people act like I think people want to <laughs> act like they're the 11 and 0 Steelers where they're like kind of fraudulent and they just yeah I saw a lot of stuff that was like wow the Eagles actually played a good game today and I just don't know where these takes are coming from that like they haven't been impressive this year. They're like a fraudulent 11 and one team. Like no, this team has looked like really good. Like in most of the games this year, like, uh, yeah, they're, they're totally certified <laughs> with a lot of different ways to win. Yeah. Pro and, and Devonte Smith too. That's someone I feel like doesn't get talked about a lot. I mean, he is so just, meticulous it's like he has so much finesse in everything that he does it's a tough number two to face it's it's tough when you've got someone <laughs> who can really go beat corners uh yeah. as, as your number two like that there was a play where they were running mesh in this game and usually with mesh there's a guy who sits down in between the two drags and like they open up kind of a lane to throw to and there's a guy sitting kind of in the middle of them but they the eagles didn't do this on this play but um, uh, Devontae Smith knows that that's what the defense is expecting when they see mesh. So he kind of gave him a little bit of hesitation, like he was going to break inside and sit down yeah. between them. So he gave him, and then he ran a corner and totally burned him. He's really smart. He's got good play strength for his kind of lower frame. I love Devontae. He's man. sick, man. He's really cool. So he's a great player. It, it's there's Pro Bowlers it's, everywhere. It's, it's yeah. a great team. It's, it's a great. It's a great, team. Yeah, it's a great team, top to bottom. There were tons of false starts in this game, and that's really their only. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they were just like nervous to face the Titans front seven, and they wanted to get a bit of a jump on them because it's a pretty good unit. But I don't know what that yeah. was about. But like outside of that, it was pretty much flawless. I, th- I think, you know, looking at the Titans, I, I just, I'm not going to take them that seriously until they develop any sort of serious passing attack when, right. uh, you know, unable to, when they're unable to run it, I'm not scared of them and they'll be cool. And I'm sure they're going to like make a lot of playoffs. See, you know, they'll make the playoffs with, with the core they've got right now, but it's hard to get super excited about them. And I honestly think their defense is good, but like, those cornerbacks had no business. Like Roger McCreary, who I liked. Come, oh my god, dude, <laughs> he got killed today. He's near yeah. the bottom of the league in in like corner success rate and EPA per target uh, yeah. and all that. He's been, it's been a little bit of a rough go for him. And I, I think the Titans are an interesting question because he could probably keep this all together and get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. All you want if you're Mike Vrabel over the next couple of years. 
But right now, their whole identity is based around rushing the football, right? It's Derrick Henry still. That's what they want to do. They want to line up under center. They want to just power it between the tackles and, and win games with physicality. The Titans right now are 24th in EPA per play in, in terms of the running game. They're 25th in success rate. This team is not actually that good at running the football. Like they're committed to it and they can win games against bad teams just because they're better in the, like, like they're, they're just take away the run and make them one dimensional and then they feast. But against good teams, it, it really doesn't work. And this core has never, they've always been good in the regular season, but they haven't really been serious playoff threats. And I wonder how long they keep going like this. And this offseason, they started the rebuild, right? They traded away A.J. Brown. They didn't pay him, right? I I wonder if that continues next offseason. Like, if they get eliminated in the first round and it's a game like this where they just get beat badly by the Bengals or something or the Chiefs. I mean, I, I get that they played the Chiefs pretty well recently, but if they lose in the first round to whoever, what do you think this team looks like next year? Do you like, do you think they would save 10? Here's a, here's an interesting question. They would save $10 million. They would get that in cap space. If they trade Ryan Tannehill this off season, there's a lot of teams. We talked about this in the last episode that could use a quarterback like that, right? There could be, a, they could, they should probably move Luan, who is constantly hurt. He's like 31 years old, right? They, I could definitely see just them kind of having a fire sale for a season. And like, cause they just don't have many pieces on it. They've got, they've got like Henry, right? Yeah. But their offensive line is not that good. They've invested a lot of day two picks and guys like Petit Frere, I think is how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. The guy from uh, North Dakota, I can't totally remember his name. And uh, Nate Davis, who's good. But like, it's not a great unit. The The wide receiving core is bad. The quarterback is mid and the running back is 28. Like they just need so many pieces. They could use some more corners they could use it in real edge rusher. I guess they've got Harold Landry coming back next year. This team is pretty far away from they, they're very close to always being like, they're just in purgatory, right? They're in purgatory of winning a bad division and then getting bounced early in the playoffs. Right. And it's like, I could definitely, or maybe not definitely, but I could maybe see them just being like, let's stink for a year. Let's see, let's see what I mean, Malik, you, like, you especially I don't have know, to think man. like, you especially have to think the Jags are getting better. Right. You're not right. going to be able to just win this division like scampering by. At some point, you're going to have to get good, like really good. Right. If the, if you look at the, the level of talent that the Jags are developing, they're going to, that team's probably going to get pretty good in the next couple of years. How many first round losses are you going to take with like when, when do you draw the line of just being like good, but not great? And it's Henry's right. not getting any younger. You could trade Henry. You could trade Henry and you could trade Dan trade and you him. could. Tra- I wonder what that would look like. Probably like the Texans or something if they keep their GM. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Titans have negative 20 million in cap space next year. Right. Exactly. So it's like you're not, you can't really add anyone. It's not like they have tons of cap space and a really high draft pick to add like a really game changing talent unless they want to go trade for. Who, A.J. Brown? They already did that. They traded away for him, right? So it's like, are they really right. going to bring in and pay these guys? It almost feels like they're gearing up for a little bit of a soft rebuild. So I, don't, I Vrabel's an amazing coach, gets the most out of everybody, almost to a fault. Because I feel like with a lot of coaching staffs, this team would be pretty bad. 
and there would be no doubt, like, let's start over, but yeah. they're just kind of overperforming. And I wonder if one of these years they're just going to be like, to hell with this. Let's just get some resources and try to build something more fit for 2022 or 2023. That's not 29 year old Derrick Henry. And the only way to do that really is to infuse some talent. And the only way to do that is shed some contracts and get some high draft picks. Right. So I, I wonder, that's all I'll say. I wonder. <laughs> yeah. As Blade it, would say, what if, what if, what if, <laughs> what, what if the Tennessee Titans blew it up? <laughs> what if I mean, Malik then, Willis I, starts 17 games next season? <laughs> what if, and, and, and do you, do you, do you see them just blowing up the offense? Because I think that oh, yeah, defense you, you want to keep most you want to keep that defense mostly intact. I think if they don't pay Jeffrey, they need to pay Jeffrey Simmons. His contract is coming up. They cannot AJ Brown him where they where they <laughs> underpay him and then trade him away. Do uh, not do that to Jeffrey Simmons. I am legitimately begging you, Tennessee. That would be stupid. <laughs> All right, the like I don't know. I mean, maybe it would be stupid to blow up the offense and like give big contracts to the defense. Maybe it would be smarter to just do the whole thing, but. I don't know. I th- I think they just kind of need to hit a reset button on this offense and and design something that's a little bit more apt for the for the current era because what they're doing now is just not it's just not a Super Bowl winning formula and I just don't see it as the years go on it just seems to be getting less and less relevant. In 2020 they were second in rushing success rate or, or rushing EPA. In 2021 they were 13th in rushing EPA and now it, they're 24th. So it's just like this straight line right down and like next year if they run it back like maybe they draft an amazing like Tyler Smith or something or a like Trevor Penning esque run blocker and get better at it. But like, I don't know, man, even with that, who knows? But I just, I'm just so uninspired by the the direction that they're heading in. I love their coaching staff though. So it's like, you could, they, they're not a team like that can, that will get fired with a bad season, right? Rabel's got job security for years at this point. I think it would be smart. Yeah, maybe. May I agree. Be. Well, we're about at the three quarters point of the season, right? 17 games makes it a little bit of a wonkier setup. But I think that means next time we should discuss three quarters season awards. <laughs> it'll be in the conversation for the rundown. It'll be in the But yeah, it'll we got to talk about the NBA. Shout out, shout out to Anthony Davis. That's the other thing I'll say tonight. 50 points tonight. The Lakers are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Is the Lakers show back, baby? <laughs> they gave up on him. Not me. Not you. Not me, man. No. Check they're, out they're very, Anthony Davis and LeBron are still very good. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is himself again. He was just beat up last year. He is so good when he is healthy. Yes. When? Just... So there's some stuff around the league that we may need to do a full episode on. We got awards. We got all kinds of things to talk about. The it'll sports be, world is really time. I mean, it's always heating up, but yeah. And we have <laughs> soccer. We can talk about soccer. Well, sadly, <laughs> anymore, the U.S. Man. men's national team, uh, that defense, <laughs> they looked like the Cleveland Browns. They had Sendejo guarding the back post. <laughs> <laughs> Bladen, I know you Good didn't watch Lord. that game. I know you no, didn't watch didn't. that game, so uh that's I think how I can best describe it to you is they had Sendejo guarding the back post in this game. And uh they had, they had well. Anthony Walker in the middle. <laughs> they had 
Yeah. <laughs> they had, they had uh, was it Tommy Togiai? Yeah, Tommy Togiai. Up, up front. <laughs> Anthony Walker and, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, not good. And, and Andrew Sandeo. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, that's tough. That's really brutal. But it was brutal. yeah, those are, those are pretty much the big games. Shout out Geno Smith had a great game today. Uh, shout out the Raiders and Josh Jacobs. Uh, for kind of turning things around, riding the ship a little bit. Uh, this team's starting to look a little it's bit a good dangerous. Offense, man. It's a good offense, for sure. But It is. Yeah. Yes, but we will talk about a lot of these other games in a little bit more depth on our Tuesday Live. Make sure you tune into that. Um, but until then, thank you all so much for tuning in. And as always, from Corn Boy, Bird Boy, and Lemon Boy, it's been a pleasure. I will catch you all on the Flippity Flop. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.